2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Which is so amazing and loved by everyone. Afternoons on the score. The Bears have the number one pick
1: in the 2023 NFL Draft. QB QB one one and one. The Chicago Bears are on the clock.
0: We're going to evaluate the draft class and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away.
1: We understand the magnitude of where we're at in the draft, I do whatever it takes. How about the number one pick with the Bears?
0: Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback
4: of the Chicago Bears next year? I am.
0: I would trade Justin Fields and I'm going to draft Bryce Young, who I think is going to be a better quarterback. I'm Justin Fields all the way, I love the kid. What
4: I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're going to package him up, trade him for some other pieces and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama.
1: What Justin Fields, do with another year in the NFL and another offseason. It's like you're just going to give up on that.
0: The Bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you. I know there's some really interesting things in the draft, but you have your quarterback
3: built around him.
1: With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select, select,
3: select, select. the Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. Thank you for hanging out. We'll have Pat McGann
0: in studio at 3.30. Dave Wanstead at 4 o'clock. Every day until the draft, Talking Bears, we're calling it polls position. Texter said, can you guys give me credit for coming up with this name? it was a listener i already lost the text but his name was Brad said that him and someone else uh, friend or something were p1s and they didn't believe him that he texted it in
1: Brad
0: sure we believe you that uh that you created it i'm not even going to go back and check that uh, the text but let's give credit to listener Brad for uh All right Brad coming Bradley. up. Poll- good job, go,
5: Brad Lee. Really, really yes. good creative
0: work, man. Poll's position. <laughs> Bradness. Uh, I think he texted that a week ago, and it goes to show you how hard it was to come up with the name because a week later, it's still fine. It's fine. Yeah. We'll just go with it. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I man. like it. Yeah, it's
1: not I, bad. I, I like it. And I'm told there was a pole position cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon, which might offer some delights. Again,
0: by the time the draft comes around, we will have figured out how we're going to produce and name the segment. But basically, the idea is so much is available for Ryan Poles. Uh, this offseason season in draft, free agency and trade that we are going to try to come up with a hypothetical or scenario that him and Ian Cunningham and the scouts and the guys over at House Hall are thinking about. And today it felt like we should talk about T. Higgins because I think that this is the number well, We've talked about it before yeah. of and how are they going to get his Jalen Hurts is A.J. Brown. How are the Bears going to get that for Justin Fields if it's a bad free agent class of wide receivers with guys like Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith Schuster? And they got the number one pick, and there's no clear top, you know, Julio Jones caliber wide receiver in this draft like there is in next year's draft, mm-hmm. like Marvin Harrison Jr. How are they going to get the number one for? Justin Fields and I think it's a valid question are they going to be able to get the number one wide receiver for Justin Fields this offseason
1: right and so there's a number of ways to do it Um, I remember fondly the one of the thought experiments you did during the season where we talked about the many different ways to get a wide receiver, be it drafting or signing on the free agent uh, list. The veteran
0: route, the guys on their prime. Right, and
1: and there's no free agent that's worth their salt there. So trading for one has uh, become very popular in T. Higgins. That trade, if it were to happen, closely mirrors what A.J. Brown and the Eagles did.
0: Very, because T. Higgins is a number one. He just happens to be a number one B on his own team because Jamar Chase is a top five receiver in football, but T Higgins is probably a top 15 receiver in football. He's unbelievable. And there have been games when Jamar Chase hasn't played and he's still produced like a number one. So you can't even say, Oh, he's not getting defensive attention. Mm. He's incredible. He's He's big, he's fast, he's a huge catch radius, he's an awesome red zone target, he's a go-up-and-get-it guy, he's an outside-the-numbers guy, he'll go over the middle. Yeah,
1: Gawagi off the charts, as many people tweeted at us uh, during the playoffs when T had some incredible Gawagi moments.
0: And a great wide receiver, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, brings it up and tries to tie the whole room together with T Higgins and the Bears.
3: I think they need to move out of the number one spot first and foremost. You collect some picks. You get maybe a one, you ch- change for whatever one. Maybe you pick up two ones in this situation, one this year, one next year. And then what you do, is I talked about alpha dog receivers. You go to Cincinnati, and you you say to Cincinnati, hey, we know that you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, but we want T. Higgins. And you take that one carrot, and you dangle it in front of him, and they'll probably tell you, well, we want a one and a three. And you know what you do, you say, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll give you a one and a three for T. Higgins, Because if you wait till next year when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, you now have an opportunity to get him. Now you'll be in a long line of people trying to say, well, we want him, we'll pay more money. You're in front of the line now. And then Cincinnati can take that one or that third-round pick or even a second-round pick and find a wide receiver to replace him and reset the money in the room because Mm -hmm. you got to deal with Jamar Chase down the line anyway.
0: So that's Keyshawn Johnson saying that they should do it. It's not going to happen, man.
1: Whoa! Whoa! I'll tell you why. You're a joy killer. I I don't want to...
0: Listen, I love T. Higgins. Watched him at Clemson. Think he's great. Would be thrilled if it happened. Cincinnati is different than what Tennessee was with A.J. Brown. Tennessee was trending down, and they never had the great quarterback. Teams... But the other teams that had receivers that year... Mm -hmm. Seattle re-signed D.K. Metcalf. Washington re-signed... Terry McLaurin, San Francisco re-signed Debo Samuel. And you say, well, they don't have other great wide receivers. I mean, Washington certainly doesn't. But San Francisco has plenty of weapons. Seattle also had Tyler Lockett. You need multiple good pass catchers to have a high-level offense. Most teams are re-signing their guys. And Cincinnati is in its championship window right now. And I understand. Burroughs on a rookie contract, T. Higgins on a rookie contract, Chase on a rookie contract. The question is, how are you going to pay all of them? Jamar Chase was asked some version of that on NFL Network at the Super Bowl, and this is what he said.
4: At the end of the day, I don't think Joe's really too worried about how much money he's going to make because he's already making a tremendous amount. Um, But, you know, it'll always work. It'll work out for itself. It'll it'll always work out. Um, I think Joe knows, knows what he wants and how he wants to set up his contract um, to keep some of his weapons around him, and I think that's the biggest part for him.
1: See, that's really interesting. So it's Jamar saying Joe knows how he wants to set up his contract. We've seen quarterbacks who are made guys and have already been paid a bunch, most famously Tom Brady, structuring deals in a way that allow the team to have some flexibility. That's what he's hinting at there? Yeah.
0: So how creative is Joe Burrow willing to be with his contract in the short term, to keep T. Higgins and Jamar Chase together right now. He doesn't need to sign an eight-year, $400 million, 250 guarantee. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to sign that deal. Mm-hmm. He, he could do the NBA equivalent of the one-and-one if he wanted to, like the, the one-year deal with the one-year option. He could. It would be rare for a player his age, but he could. He could sign a deal
1: for a guy who's already had a season lost to a major injury. He is
0: such a made guy. He, he's his skill set should age very well, right? Because he's not. To, he's not like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's not totally dependent on mobility. It's all arm and brain and moxie and coolness under pressure. As
1: long as he's not dealing with the ego and union expectation of setting the market forward as the next guy up when it's his time.
0: I don't think Jamar Chase talks about his quarterback's money if he hasn't talked to his quarterback about money. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I don't think he puts it out there like that if he doesn't do it. Now, it, it's not the richest owner in the NFL, and you've got to have these guarantees in escrow. You know, it's been a problem with the Raiders and Mark Davis. That was a problem with around the Khalil Mack signing. So, like, is he going to be able to sign all of those guys right now uh, to deals? Does he have, like, the the liquid funds? It's a legitimate question. But if Joe Burrow is signaling to Jamar Chase, hey, man, don't worry. I've made money, and I'm going to make money. And
1: I'll help do whatever I got to do to keep us together. To
0: keep us together by tying my contract to salary cap escalators or signing a really short-term deal right now Mm -hmm. so you guys get paid first, even though I'm really up to get paid first, and then I'll sign my big deal in three years when the cap goes up again because of a new TV deal. Whatever the case may be, I just... How often do you... NFL players, because the contracts aren't guaranteed, they almost always, almost always, say some version of, It's a business. He's got to go get his money. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got to do what's best for him and his family because that's what they do. So when Jamar Chase comes out and is like, I don't think Joe's too worried about his contract. I think he's going to be fine. I think he knows that he wants to keep us together. And it's that to me was like, oh, this thing's over. Here's my
5: question real quick. I'm sorry. If somebody in the God tier that T Higgins is in among NFL wide receivers can be made available and is gettable with draft picks, why wouldn't you rather have DK Metcalf? If you can get T. Higgins, you can get D.K. Metcalf.
1: Well, it, but it, it, if is Seattle in a spot where they need to consider it because of pending contracts Seattle for, already
0: signed D.K. Metcalf. Right, and,
1: and they're not going to have to give Geno Smith a deal if... You know, Or they might even draft one this year. It's, a, it's possible. I've seen mocks that have them get traded up. It's not the same kind of cap pressure.
0: Shane badly wants to do a three o'clock segment on getting his favorite NFL player, DK Metcalf, to yeah. Chicago. 100%. Yeah,
5: I, let's book someone from Seattle. I'll book DK Metcalf. Right, yeah. book DK, I'm yeah. a fan.
1: Oh, th- dude, th- that is the best way to ensure that we do that a polls position on DK Metcalf. If you book DK Metcalf. 100%. Yeah.
5: And, and I said this to Tanny and he got a big laugh, so maybe it'll actually work. If it's called Pulse Position, should we be booking strippers? Sorry. I should have just
1: gone with the tanny laugh. It's an idea. You know? Oh, okay. Should have just it's, a, it's, taken the oh, tanny well, laugh and I'm run with
5: it. Good for the day.
3: As the rookie, D-Calf Metcalf, <laughs> D.K. Metcalf, D.K. <laughs>
0: Metcalf coughed it up. Yeah, I mean, th- that was D.K. Metcalf's position
1: two years two ago. Two years ago.
0: When it was there were the four, the four guys, it was A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, three of the four re-signed with their current team, mm-hmm. and A.J. Brown got traded for a first-round pick, and then Philly gave him the $100 million yep. deal. But also, it's the – Keyshawn Johnson's right. You'd probably have to trade down in the first round and then trade that first-round pick for it because you're not trading the first overall pick for T. Higgins, and if they did make him available – Almost assuredly, they'd be able to get a first round pick this year yeah. as opposed to a, a pick like trading your next year's number one pick for it. I saw a, an article out in Detroit being like, Detroit should trade one of their two first-round picks for T. Higgins.
1: D- Detroit's got got a, a, a good young – was it Jamison Mitchell? Jamison Williams.
0: Jamison Williams. And Amon Ross St. Brown. And Amon Ross and Brown.
1: Ross-A-Brown. They don't need that.
0: But if they had it, yeah. it would be the number one wide receiver group. In the end. My, my, my point is, if Cincinnati made it clear to the league that T. Higgins was available for a first-round pick – they'd have first-round pick offers this year. For, for sure.
1: For sure. See, it, here's here's the thing, and I, and I think you've done a good job of killing the dream. I'm glad that dream is killed for some. It should be killed for some. I crossed it off that day when we did the wide receiver breakdown, and it has remained crossed off for me as much as I admire him and enjoyed watching him in the playoffs because the timing of the A.J. Brown thing made sense for the Eagles, where they were as a roster and a franchise, to give up the draft capital and then lot the money. It was for, the last piece. Yes, it was the last piece. And you are not in a position where you should be giving up both draft capital, which they would want, as you say, and then salary cap room for a piece like that. I don't think that's where you are. So I don't either. I, I, I have pivoted to other veteran wide receivers to trade for. For a while, I was on DeAndre Hopkins. The more I've thought about it, and frankly, our conversation with Boomer Esiason... When, remember when Boomer like was a flat-out no and gave reasons that sounded like gained institutional knowledge that yeah. he has about DeAndre not necessarily working great with a young quarterback right. and, and, and work ethic and some of those things? That scared the hell out of me. So I've settled on 29-year-old Mike Evans in the final year of his deal down in Tampa Bay. Now, it's possible that Tampa... Makes Derek Carr happen, or makes a veteran quarterback happen. I don't know how
0: they're going to afford that. I don't but think yeah, they it's, can. It's possible.
1: No, right, because because we know about their cap position. They're
0: crazy over the cap. The cap can be manipulated. Cap can be moved. But I can't. I I don't know how you keep those veterans and add a forty-five or fifty million dollar a year quarterback.
1: I think trading for one year of Mike Evans and then having the opportunity to sign him. I know that gives you Evans and Claypool and Darnell Mooney all going into the final year of their existing deals. Yeah. But you can, you can make some good decisions, and you're giving Fields a true one to work with right away. What would you have to give up for Evans? Fourth-round pick?
0: Yeah. Th- third-round th- th- pick? Third-round pick, maybe. Um, yeah, that's for a 29, pro-
1: probably. a 29-year-old veteran wide receiver with one year left on his deal, I think third-round pick is probably your ceiling.
0: Texter says Evans disappears far too often. He's arguably the most consistent receiver in the NFL in the last eight years.
1: This year, as a fantasy owner of Mike Evans, he didn't have a lot of touchdowns.
0: His touchdown numbers finally dropped, but I mean, but he, he had catches. Yeah, I mean, but, but, but he was like the only guy who never had touchdown variants. Basically, every receiver in the NFL has touchdown variants. He had a rough
5: touchdown year. Yeah, what he, year did you draft? Uh, what uh, uh, round did you draft Mike Evans in this year? Me.
1: Yeah. Um, I, how do I remember. I don't remember it was before it was, after Mooney. <laughs> it was before, before Darnell Mooney. <laughs> okay, it was before.
0: Right.
5: Yeah. Right. Never
0: mind. <laughs> well, you, what you said about Evans and then having three guys uh, up in, up at the same time. Ag- I wonder. Maybe, I don't. I don't think they'd extend Claypool,
1: but they the, could extend Evans right away.
0: You could extend Evans right away. And You might
1: have to if he has any say in where he's going. Obviously,
0: yeah. and, and you you could right exactly. You you could extend Evans right away for sure, and. If you've got good knowledge on Mooney's health, which you should, uh-huh. assuming your doctor's in touch with them and the recovery is going well, you could probably extend Darnell Mooney for way cheaper, but you know what I mean, for, for very little money, relatively speaking. And like the whole plan was to extend some of your own guys because it's not that good of a free agent class. Right. So, you know, ex- we, we know that they're going to try to extend Jalen Johnson. We know they're going to try to extend Cole Komet. But that'd be another way to, to do it so all those guys weren't lining
1: up at the same time. That's point. a good call. So let, let's say you traded for Evans and extended him, and you extended Mooney, and you draft a wide receiver somewhere in this draft, especially if you're getting a haul of picks for trading down once or even twice, as we've talked about in previous polls positions. Yes. Um, it, then, then you're really getting somewhere, and you're overhauling your wide receiver core, uh, and y- you're lessening the blow of what increasingly looks like a Claypool whiff. I know it's early, but it kind of looks like a possible whiff on the old Claypool trade here.
0: Yeah, it does not look good at all. Um the it was the type of thing where we under I understood the profile of it because the free agent class was so bad, but he just was too damn inconsistent. Hines Ward the other day, he obviously is locked into the Pittsburgh uh situation had this to say by the way about Chase Claypool. You
4: know, just from the outside looking in, uh very talented. I mean Chase, I mean his size alone, the speed, his catch radius and his athleticism, you just like, man, you just just open your mouth like, Wow, like this kid has all the all everything that you want in the wide receiver. Um sometimes I think with Chase, um, it became more about Chase and, and less about the team. You know, I've always Believe that you know the team comes first before any, any individual accolades or anything like that. And I think it's a little more of uh, maturity uh, level on his part. He needs to grow up a little bit. Uh, but I, I understand. I, I love receivers that want the ball. I don't. I don't want a receiver that don't want the ball. But you have to do it in the confinements so of the aspect of the team. You know, it's about the team first. And if you just keep working on your craft, you eventually get better. So. Uh, things didn't work out in, in, in Pittsburgh, uh, but he's still uh, a talented wide receiver. And you know, um, hopefully with Justin Fields, who's a Georgia boy, uh, man, I'm looking uh, for big things out of Chase to be able to help him in his development and give him that playmaker that he needs on the outside for the Bears.
0: They got to do something. I think that it is very possible that the number one receiver is not added this offseason. I just think I think it might. be break that way they doesn't mean they won't use a draft pick on one doesn't mean they won't try to trade for mm-hmm. a vet but i
1: you think he's dealing with claypool and mooney and a draftee and maybe some kind of veteran free agent ad
0: yeah i think i think that and and and, and upgrading around fields significantly on the line right as the as the significant offensive improvements for for this year i think i think that's certainly possible i think that was definitely i think it was definitely the plan when they traded for claypool And I just I wonder if Claypool was bad enough and disappointing enough that they would deviate from the plan. I
1: think you're right that that was definitely the plan. Like, let's go get our number one wide receiver now. Cross this off of our list because it's not there in free agency, right?
0: Um, And so now the question is: He willing to trade more draft capital for another veteran and basically do another version of the Claypool trade Uh that quickly after it? I'd I'd be a little surprised. And so it's, it's why dream scenario for me is getting. A first round pick for next year and having it be from a bad team.
1: So you got to get that number one wide out next year. Marvin
0: Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top five pick. So you'd need to get very lucky with, uh, with the team that you traded the first round pick for being very bad again. But yeah, that. To me, that's the dream scenario.
1: Texter says that Mike Evans is basically untradeable because of his dead cap hit. I'm looking at the contract right here on track. Final year of the deal, the base salary is 13 mil. The cap hit is 23.6 mil for this year. The dead cap is 21.3 mil. That doesn't make it basically untradeable. No. Because if he's there, the cap hit – so they'd save, what, 2.5 mil because they'd have to pay the dead cap?
0: Well, they'd be paying it, but – it all depends on what Tampa's going to do. I mean, the the Bears carried eighty, ninety million dollars of dead cap money this year because they weren't trying to win, right? If if Tampa decides to tear it all down, they won't care about dead cap hit because they'll be tanking for Caleb Williams. They'll also get rid of Ryan Jensen. They might get rid of Chris Godwin. They might, you know what I mean? They they would they would tear they a Levante David. You know I mean? they, they they would do a lot of things to tear that roster down like Ryan Poles did in getting rid of Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and mm-hmm. Robert Quinn. And, you know what I mean? And doing it all uh, over the course of the offseason and at, and at the trade deadline. So, no, I mean, Atlanta Atlanta had like a $50 million dead cap hit just for Matt Ryan. So $21 million of dead cap hit for one player – it's it's not good if you're trying to win,
1: right? But if you're but,
0: but if you're but if you're trying to lose, it's almost an advantage.
1: And if you're trading Mike Evans, you're not trying to win,
0: correct? But it, but if you're trading Mike Evans, you're probably doing many m- things. You're doing you're doing many things, and then they would be like this past year's Bears or Falcons, where they were carrying a ton of dead cat money by design to to try to be really bad, and then get into the Caleb Williams. Uh, sweepstakes for next year but and by the way like if they f- if they added a receiver again you know like I said yesterday man I will be supportive of offensive additions for Justin Fields I'm I, you can't have enough as far as I'm concerned you cannot have enough playmakers go get a good pass catching go upgrade at running back upgrade at tight end upgrade at receiver
1: or the running back class is outrageous I know you have yeah, we'll do that in a future polls position when I talk to you because you have a soft spot for Saquon that I don't share.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think just th- because
1: of the flexibility, right?
0: Yeah, and, and I think that they might have found themselves in a really unfortunate year to have the most cap space. Like, there just aren't, you need premium players. And so I don't think he's going to do it, but, and I normally don't pay the running back. I know. But man, the best players available are running backs. And so that's going to drive down the cost of all of them. So if you can get an upgrade of Montgomery and add a weapon, who's good in the pass block, uh pass catching game for mm-hmm. fields too, it might be there. I think it's also possible. They just draft one because it's such a good rookie class for it, that they move on from Montgomery and they use a, you know, top 100 pick on a running back and try to upgrade it running back that way, which is the traditional way uh, to upgrade At that position. We'll talk to Dave Wanstead about some of this stuff coming up uh, at 4 o'clock. We can do Saquon Barkley at a later date. They're still talking in New York, by the way, about re-signing both of them. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Which would, to me, be silly to sign both of those guys to the money that they're talking about. But uh, we have Pat McGann ready to come in studio. This guy, by the way, is he here, Shane?
5: He's literally calling me right
0: now. Oh, awesome. I just think the story's so cool. Last time we had Pat McGann, and he was talking about, like, being nervous about the big room at the Chicago Theater.
1: Yeah. He sold it out. He sold it out.
0: In his hometown, he sold it out. Bing, bang, boom. That's a big place. Yeah, over 3,000 tickets, right? And mm-hmm. then they're doing a double header. They added a second show on the same night. So the local kid made good selling out the biggest theater in town to do comedy in his hometown. Had so much demand. Uh, of course... As soon as he came on our show, we sold out the whole place. That was obviously what it was. But now he gets
1: his second show that night. Let's sell out the second show for him We'll today. sell
0: out the second show, talk some comedy. He's got unbelievable stories. And so uh, Pat McCann going to come in studio, then Dave Wansted at 4 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The
3: Parkinson
4: Spiegel Show. Sebastian Maniscalco. Good to be on the score. I mean, I've been a score guy ever since the 90s listening to you guys. You know, now with the Bears, I don't know what the hell's going on.
3: Afternoons on the score.
6: I, think I got a buddy. He works at a high school, and that's a tough job, right? He's teaching, coaching, and that's, that's tough because you're dealing with teenagers now, and it's different now. They have anxiety, they're freaked out, you know? Can't talk to them like you used to. Like when we were in high school, they said whatever they wanted to us. I went to a Catholic school and he had all that stuff colliding. And our coach, I loved him, but he was insane, you know? He'd <laughs> try and fire us up before the game, you know? Just motivate us with nonsense. Like, you see that team warming up in our basket? You know, take that Don't want to beat their ass. They're a bunch of scumbags. Their coach is a <laughs> Let's get out there, kick them all in the balls, send them back to <laughs> hell. Let's go, bring it up. <laughs>
3: Our father. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score.
0: Making a return to the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Pat McGann, Chicago comedy royalty. In the house. PatMcGannComedy.com. April 22nd. I mean, the Chicago comedian's dream. He sells out the Chicago theater. They're like, you know what? There's so much damn demand for this guy. What's that a doubleheader? Ernie Banks, let's play two. Yeah. Two shows, man?
6: Let's go. Let's go. That's that's what my kids say all day. Let's go. Let's go. And they don't go anywhere.
1: They don't want (laughs) to
6: go anywhere. Sounds like they want to, Pat. (laughs) Sounds like they really want to. You guys want to. to get some dinner? No, can't you just pick it up? <laughs> then I come home. Hey, I got some Chick Fil A. Let's go. <laughs> like, Let's went. I went. You didn't do anything.
0: Let's go play some video games.
1: Where I'm sitting. Oh, so what yeah. do you got? You got a seven o'clock and a ten o'clock, or a seven thirty and a nine thirty? What do you seven doing? and
6: ten? Seven and ten. So you know people are freaking out about this ten o'clock. Oh, oh man, it's my tough. Ten o'clock. People age out of the downtown. Late show. That's oh, where oh, people. Man. Everyone downtown. You go down. <laughs> you still go downtown. You still. Yeah. We don't go downtown. We don't. <laughs> We're going to Mexico, though. We are going to Mexico <laughs> for spring break. We're going to be in Cabo. The right. cartels are nice there. The cartels do not bother you at the buffet. <gasps> <gasps> and it,
1: we, the uh, the band used to do a 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock, and then we aged out at the 10 o'clock, and now we joke we should do a 4 o'clock. Yes. You hey, know?
6: I, I was just at Zany's last night. Um, you know, I'm just trying to jump around town and do spots, and they're doing a Saturday show. Matinee. Really? At 4 o'clock. There you go. So you guys are going to be cornering daytime comedy. (laughs)
0: Early bird special.
6: (laughs) The blue hairs. Yeah, Come on out. Shuttle them in from the nursing home. (laughs) Just bring them on over. Hey, man, their money counts. Yeah, of course it does. That's why we scam them. (laughs) That's why we prey on the old... Careful with the we. There. No, that's right. The, the,
0: the, the collective we. Oh yeah, I guess that it was. It was just a
1: joke. Come on, yeah. man. I'm
6: trying to sell some
1: tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, Aren't you paying
1: attention? Oh, I got an email from uh, from that today. A phishing email. Oh so, yeah, thank oh, you. Right. <laughs> well done.
0: Um, see, I also see that so you were on the ice with your kids at the at the Hawks game, and yes. that seems like an awesome thing. That you are at the United Center, and they're just announcing. To your show To sell it out And then you get to bring Your kids on the
6: ice That's like dad of the year Chicago royalty stuff Dude it was so fun And my son is a um, Hockey fanatic like Okay He, he plays um, He's really into it He's eight You know the bag's bigger than him That whole thing He's trying to because It smells insane. terrible He's playing you know, Oh yeah You gotta air that out Every now <laughs> and then But the, uh, the experience It was just phenomenal Going into um, Going on the ice And walking out there And he got to shoot A few pucks And I mean I did terrible I was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see the results. Trying to go down the middle. You got the- in between uh, before the third shot. I was like, "Come on, let's go. Let's get the crowd. Let's get some energy in here." <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. come Uh-oh. on, Chicago. They boo you. And then I missed the worst I had out of the three. And yeah, I got booed. Yeah, it was good great. for
1: you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's good. And, and so did the so the bonus points with the eight year old were vast. That vast. Night. How yeah. long did that last?
6: Uh, I'm still milking it. Still, <laughs> nice. remember? Don't you remember what happened? Um, but we were there on a great night. They were honoring – I know some of that was controversial with Bobby Hull. Like, how do you frame him? But um, I have a, a story. I did a, an event with Dennis Hull. Remember his brother? Yeah. He was, like, a great, great hockey player, player too. Really they were, player. played for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And he did a uh, – we did a speaking thing together. And he went up and was like, you know, I'm Bobby Hull's brother. You know, grew up in his shadow. The Golden Jet. Beautiful man. One of the best hockey players of all time. But I'll tell you one thing about Bobby Hull. You know, he once, he once went 15 years without being with a woman. 15 years. But once he turns 16. it's <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> line, was, Dennis. Uh, that was Dennis on <laughs> his brother, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I would share it oh, on the that's score.
1: Strong. That's a good sports joke for your score hit. There you go. Well, well done, done sir. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> uh, so you you got your tour dates all there at com, but you were telling us you're... You're going to Vegas again with Sebastian. I thought he wasn't doing stand-up for a while. I thought he was, like,
6: taking a break. He Yeah, so he is taking a break from touring. From he's touring. He's got a, a residency at The Win. okay. Oh, so kind of, like, spotty throughout the year. We're doing – uh he's doing May, August, November. We had a weekend in March, so I'm going to open for him on those dates. Um That's where he shot his special. He's got a great relationship with The Win. Wynn. It's, uh, God, yeah, that room looks Encore, so good Theater. on the special.
1: It's cool, it? man. Yeah. You
6: just see the acts they bring in there, too. They got, like, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie. Uh, who else they got? They bring in some like yeah, Pat you McGann know, names. Since, uh, yeah, you haven't heard for a bit, but like they got have, uh, some bigger, bigger acts. It's fun.
0: The Vegas residency just seems like a great gig. I mean, I mean, do it in four times a year is cool, but there's people that do. I mean, Carrot Top does like 300 shows a year out there, or whatever it is. Oh yeah, and let them
6: come to you. You know, and <laughs> yeah. for Carrot Top too. I mean, that guy used to travel with that stuff. I mean, he's got <laughs> trunks and trunks of uh, right of gear. You know so it's uh it's nice that he can go there and people come see him. Um, but he's he's at home a lot now. I think he's working on um a new show on HBO Max, Sebastian. So, yeah, so that's why he's kind of coming off the no, new show on HBO
0: play,
1: Max. To clarify. <laughs> it's possible. It it Did not he make an appearance Horses in is. Hacks? I think he was in Hacks for a minute. <laughs> Top so. was in Hacks, yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, that counts, but no,
0: it's kind of a wild thing for Sebastian. He, he's, in the, he's in the Irishman. And now he's got another movie with De Niro. Now he's got an HBO show. He's doing the comedy crossover thing. And now he's got—he's going to have multiple acting credits opposite he's, Robert De Niro. He's
1: doing that right. So like, he acquired the acting cred through a successful comedy career. That—that's pretty remarkable. Like, there's no—there's no acting apprenticeship that had to take place at that point.
6: Yeah, exactly. I think he's—and uh, he really enjoys like the dramatic roles. You know, he's good at it and a little bit more serious because. You know, he says it himself he's like more of a serious guy off stage so this is like a different way for him to explore so yeah he's digging it
1: when you're opening um what what's that like when you're opening for a giant act like Sebastian because I, I I always think from the music perspective I remember seeing like PJ Harvey opened for you too and nobody was paying attention I was like what the hell is wrong with you people
6: you know so like do you, are you fighting through like various levels of attention from a crowd it can get that way and, and it does certainly like you know he's doing arenas. So it's not the most settled audience, but I'll say that they're really great about holding the show until most people are seated and focused. And then they also have, uh, he does like a face cam that just kind of gets everyone's focus on the stage and the screens and that helps me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, definitely you have... People coming in, and you got to deal with some interruptions, but it's not too bad. It's not that bad.
1: That's good. I like the face so the face cam starter is a very nice touch.
6: I've I've
0: seen a few comedic acts at the United Center. It's it's weird. It's different. Is it weird to you to play a massive room? Uh, Com- yeah. I mean it's it's definitely like not, how is like, it
6: different to prepare for? Well, if at all? Well, it's in the round. He he does those shows in the round, which is a little bit you know different. You know, usually facing out. Yeah. Um, and just the the sound the You know, it takes longer to hear the laughs. You know, it takes a while to, to, you know, the timing of it. It's like when you're doing a show, you kind of almost feel like you're in rhythm with the audience, you know. Mm -hmm. And the rhythm is just a little bit different. But, you know, the the cameras at these arenas and the the screens that they have, it does help you connect more. And it works more than you might imagine, you know, in, in a big setting like that.
1: You putting more local stuff in the in the show for for April 22 you going
6: to lean into oh, Chicago Oh, Yeah, material? I got to do some Chicago stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm trying to bounce around, you know, I was downtown and I saw people out. There's people you guys were saying it. Yeah. I love your theory. It's the middle of the-, the middle of the week theory. Tuesday,
0: yeah. Wednesday, Thursday people make make appearances at their job to pretend like they're still working. Yeah. And Mondays and Fridays they're giving themselves the 4-day weekend. And we have evidence. I mean, we work in the Prudential building when we come into work, On a Monday, we park, I think, all first floor, second floor maybe of the parking garage. On a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, got to go down to the third or fourth level of the parking garage before we find a
6: spot. By the way, you should feel comfortable to say whatever you want on this station because you cannot get in this building. It is so (laughs) secure. That's our secret. You are so safe up here. I want you to know that.
0: Yeah. You could get sued though if you say things.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently. Maybe we
6: should stop taping it. you know stop recording it. What no, do you think?
1: No, Just let it happen live. No. Oh, I like that idea. We're so safe up here we can do absolutely
0: anything. I don't know. People are still listening, man. there are still consequences, but it's good. you mm-hmm. want to feel I, I, you want to feel consequences from what you're saying.: What so, you know, so, so, screaming into the void?:
1: What's a what's a Chicago the uh, Chicago angle that you're leaning into a little bit more you're thinking about for for April 22nd?
6: Uh, I don't know. You know, I always have some stuff about just, you're just, just about- bouncing around town. Yeah. You know? Well, you're a Southside
1: guy because you were, used to be selling like retail packaging. Is that right?
6: Yeah, and I used to work out in the suburbs too. That's a different thing when you're on. Because I I grew up on the Southside, taking the Dan. I never was on 290. I, it's like that's if you can avoid. Be a regular Chicagoan and not have to deal with the Eisenhower. Yeah, you're blessed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that true. is a nice existence. This is true. Because I was on 290 for, for a while, and they're just like, "What? Well, I'm kind of sick of these exits on the right. What do you say we throw some up on the left?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that's a good idea. No, no, let's do it. When we get to Harlem, bring the ramp machine over here, and let's give it a shot. Just for, just to, you know, mix it up. How's that working? Uh, It's screwing everything up. It is. All right, bring it back to the right. That's all right. All right, we gave it a shot. What the hell? The ramp machine. So it just spits out the concrete in a ramp That's form. how much I know. I think Walsh Construction has a few of those. I wasn't even in. correct
0: him. I was
1: like, <laughs> oh, no, I, I think it's a ramp machine. I think
6: that's what it is. It's a giant mold, and you put the concrete in you it. You when the you're, ramp you're writing shape. material, you look for word economy. I was trying to s- come up with something, a machine that build, makes ramps. <laughs> ramp machine. You can see how I shorthanded it. Yeah, no, it worked. Right. That worked. That's a little behind the scenes. <laughs> <Pat> BTS <laughs> uh-huh. here on the score.
0: We'll do one more short segment <laughs> yeah. with Pat McGann. PatMcGannComedy.com. Dave Wants is going to join us at 4 o'clock. Let's settle out that second show. He's doing the doubleheader uh, April 22nd at Chicago Theater. PatMcGannComedy.com for tickets. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
3: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Are you kidding me? Tune in to an Twitch. Afternoons on the score. We'll talk to Dave Wanstead coming up at
0: 4 o'clock. Pat McGann, Chicago Comedy Royalties, in studio with us. Sell out that second show, Chicago Theater, the night show, April 22nd. Let's let him sell out the doubleheader.
1: Stay up late, people. Come on. State Street is extremely well-policed these days.
0: com is where you get your tickets. We were filling you in during the break on the Aaron Rodgers Darkness Retreat. You were unaware that uh, the quarterback of the Packers said he was going to go away for four days and just live in a room. (laughs) You were were unaware of this story?
6: I would love to live a blissfully ignorant life like this and not have to be thinking about this all the time, Pat.
1: Pretty amazing.
6: So he, I don't know how I missed it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. He said, hey, everyone. Yeah. I'm going into this hut for four days. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd have his decision on what he's going to do for playing
0: football yeah. next year. It's a dark said, like, retreat. Uh,
1: I was assuming he'd come out with the hat of the team he wants to play for. But if it was dark, so you don't know if he's going to see it or, or not, obviously. Down. But yeah, he only made it two days, he only lasted two days. That. That's it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, that shows his fortitude. whoever is going to. That's right. He's weak. Two days. <laughs> two, two days. Could only hack it for two days. Guys, I figured it out early. <laughs> I don't need to be. I'm coming out of the hut. I miss TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I, you guys still talking about me? <laughs> <I> <laughs> felt like if I was gone for 48 more hours, you guys wouldn't care. Will you talk about me again? Oh, that's so right. he yeah, hustled he out uh, to restart that, the conversation. It reminds me. Didn't Man Cow do that at the McDonald's parking lot? The Rolling <laughs> rock and roll McDonald's? Didn't he bury himself there? For like <laughs> he buried himself. <laughs> he went underground. At like uh it, didn't he? Someone's got anybody? Look everybody's looking around. Uh, who can we talk to? Dog we're, we're, dog call Roddy Woo He was there. did, did he? Wow. He's everywhere. <laughs> Did Cap
0: live in a van? Didn't Cap do a protest in a van one time?
1: Uh, I know. I think that was just a dark period of his life. Ray oh, confirms
5: the the rock and roll McDonald's thing. That's not when he was working for him, but Ray confirms it. Okay, man, Cal man rock Cow McDonald's. rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. See, all
0: right. See, this guy knows Chicago better than us. That's a good idea for <laughs> radio.
6: Was he broadcasting the entire time? <laughs> Haven't you seen Jeffrey Bayer's documentary on this? Uh,
1: <laughs> man i bought all the dvds I, have I bought them i, I donated the TTW to get the jeffrey bayer dvds i don't watch them though i should <laughs> guys royalty oh
0: man that's incredible uh. so the show is april 22nd and you are like i said chicago royalty you get to go on the ice what other chicago perks does pat mcgann get do you get to like Skip the line. Do you not have to wait at Las Carola? Is your reservation actually on time <laughs> when you go there? I'm trying to think about like what, 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 what door is open? Is there a parking
6: a, spot? At are you Super asking Dog? me if I have Carol Marine's phone number? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm asking. Who yeah, do you who, want to, uh, who do you need access to? What only, kind of Chicago perks do I have? They that's always what I'm asking. Save you a spot at Superdog that's just for you, just in yeah. case you I need got it. to take a bath in Buckingham Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can only do it and uh, you can't do it after. October 1st. It has to be... I don't know. I'm trying to think of some Chicago perks.
0: I mean, you got to go on the ice. That's cool. I mean, I I threw out the first
6: pitch at Wrigley. That That was water skiing behind a Wendella yesterday (laughs) on the river. They pulled me down. Interesting day. (laughs) Interesting choice to do. I do want some Chicago perks. I, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I think the biggest perk for me is popping in the, you know, comedy club and, you know, do a spot. You know, they got some, we got some great clubs in town, Zaney's, Laugh Factory, um, you know, I guess, the biggest uh, perk is the work. Oh, so no, what a th- pro you are! <laughs> <laughs> what but a pandering that's cool. pro! The biggest perk that. is uh, someone gave me a uh, a wooden hut that I will <laughs> go into from time to time. No longer than I can never. I can't do more than two days in this thing, but I've I've tried.
0: Pat, do you get to bump people like if they're if you know people here locally are doing a spot somewhere? Do you say show up like, hey, I'm Pat McGann. Step aside, I'm working on my special. Or I'm working on
6: Chicago <laughs> theater. Well, Move good along. Question. Yeah, like Chris Rock does at the <laughs> cellar, right?
1: Oh, Rock's here. Yeah, okay, there's, there's an A-lister here. You, All get, right.
0: you, you bump people. That'd be awesome. That's-
6: I don't look at it as bumping. I look at it as sliding in front of and needing to get home. I waited. I let people slide in front of me years ago. Uh-huh. Why can't it be like nice? Like I can't I can't just go in and like, "Hey, do you guys mind if I pop in?" And it's got to be like, "No, I go in like, "Get the hell. Get off the stage. It's my turn." This is one of my perks. (laughs) You bring up the uh, Chicago
1: Theater app. On see, I sold this show out, so I am gonna need to bump (laughs) it. Yeah, right.
6: Come right right in. You are getting the crowd
0: warmed up for them. You are helping them out.
6: I did a show last night in a basement of a Humboldt Park um, bungalow, like a a house. Wow, it's an independent room. They do once a month. Um, It was. It's called the Humboldt Jungle, and you look at look at online. It's a beautiful room. That that sounds awesome. It was amazing. It was so fun. Such a good scene younger crowd for me you know' so a school night and uh, not a lot of couples out not a, you know that's kind of who I you know mostly my stuff is you know, till now I've been about my kids and mm-hmm. family and stuff so um, it was nice to be with some younger Chicago people and you know good energy it's like oh this is a hip room this is cool that's cool an <laughs>
1: alternative comedy scene
6: Al- yes right like it yeah to be to be welcomed into that. You were welcome. The there cool were, kids, or were
1: they like, "What
0: is having children?" <laughs> did, did they not understand what you were talking? Why
6: about? is having children? Why is having children? <laughs> Why is this guy so angry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is he talking about? The South Side. I have no. Chicago doesn't go that far.
0: I no, it, it was awesome.
6: uh, it was cool, man. Was a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. All right, well, let's sell it out. Second night, April twenty second. Pat Friend of the show. Let's sell some tickets. See him April twenty second, the night show at the Chicago Theater. This is a
1: made guy. He's welcome on the alt comedy scene and at the Chicago Theater.
0: And an open door policy. You can bump most any guest we have. You can just come right on in here.
6: Should, should we give two tickets out?
1: Oh, the,
5: can we do that? I don't
1: know if we can. Are oh, we really? allowed to do that? Could we? I don't, I don't have, know if we can do oh. it
5: on the air, but we can do it. So, so we'll figure oh. out some way to do it. That's who's awesome. The, who's the suit? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: Hey,
5: we, we almost we, got hit we, with a cease and
0: desist. Was Pat? that Shane? Yeah. We can't do it on the air on a radio show. We well, can't do it on the air.
5: It has to be posted online. Right. There has to be some stuff there. Hey, but Pat, we can do it on social media. Pat, we're already so. having a tough Ugh. week
1: legally. Okay. We've been threatened <laughs> yeah. with a cease and desist once yeah.
6: already this week. So tell your fifth starter to lighten <laughs> up. All right. Hey, <laughs> man, that's good press. I agree. I was out of town and I heard about that. <laughs> he had some reach. I was like, I know Danny. What did he say? What did Matt say? What did they do? Oh, that's good, man. You guys are doing your job. That's all. Love it.
0: PatMcGannComedy.com. Right. So we'll give out some tickets, apparently not on the air. I don't know about this rule, but I think
1: Pat's Pat, on all your success. I think Pat just lost the gig for the next White Sox event at the, no, at the he, museum. He, Hopefully
6: he's not. a, a made guy. I'm coming Thank down you. the lobby to Prue 2. Meet me there and you win two tickets. Wow. First one to mention it. It's not a bad way to do this. That's a really I'm cool circumvent way. Circumvent the whole system. Because mm-hmm. there's people downtown.
1: You notice the people that are downtown. Yeah. So now you're appealing to them. Yeah. Come right to you. All
6: right. And See I just want to say, I said this to you off air. You know, this is a Chicago show. This is a, as legit as it gets. And I, um, when I come on here, I get a lot of texts. Like I do stuff around town. When I come on your show, I get a lot of, Hey, heard you on the score. So oh, that's a beautiful love thing. Love what you guys do. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Pat. We're a fan of yours as well. And again, one more time,
0: patmcganncomedy.com, CM April 22nd, Chicago Theater. We'll talk to Dave that next on The Score.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.